We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So John Harbaugh met with reporters ahead of the Ravens' first training camp practice and revealed some surprising news. The Ravens' head coach said that David Ajabo did not report to training camp, making the rookie an official holdout. And running back Gus Edwards is questionable for week one as he continues to rehab his knee. Bobby Trossett with Sarah Ellison. It's Wednesday, July 27th, and this is your morning Ravens vault. Veteran wide receiver Julio Jones signed a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Bucks, which means that's another name to scratch off the list of potential signings for the Ravens receiving core. Lamar Jackson has already begun practicing with the Ravens rookies, which smashes the whole hold-in narrative circulating. All of that is coming up next. Thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. Ravens head coach John Harbaugh met with local media Tuesday and shared an update on running back Gus Edwards. Bobby, what did we learn from that? Quite frankly, we learned that Edwards is officially questionable for week one against the New York Jets. Edwards, of course, is recovering from his torn ACL sustained last September that sidelined him for all of 2021. He, of course, was one of six Ravens to begin training camp on the PUP list. Okay, this news brings light to why the Ravens added a seventh running back in Corey Clement Tuesday. The move makes even more sense now. But, Bobby, an injury report for week one in July? I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah, right. It is unusual. We don't have much information on Edwards' injury, but the timeline is interesting. Edwards is approximately nine months out from his ACL injury. If that's the only damage he suffered in his knee, and if there were no setbacks, you'd think he'd be ready for week one like J.K. Dobbins is expected to be. So I'm sure Harbaugh will be asked more about whether the injury was worse than initially revealed, or if Edwards did indeed suffer a setback. Yeah, that will be interesting to find out. But speaking of injured players, what is the latest on rookie David Ojabo? Sarah, that was the other surprising news that Harbaugh dropped on Tuesday. The outside linebacker has yet to report to camp, and rookies were required to show up July 19th. This sure seems like a contract holdout, seeing how he is now the lone rookie league-wide to not have signed his deal. Do you feel like there's cause for concern? 
I wouldn't say so. There's been a recent trend of second-round picks taking longer to sign their rookie deals, as you tweeted out this week. Matter of fact, just as of one week ago, almost a third hadn't yet signed. So, Sarah, contract negotiations seem to be ongoing, and obviously a Jabo's torn Achilles that he suffered at his March Pro Day can't be simplifying any really part of this process. Anything else notable from John Harbaugh? Yeah, actually, one more thing, Sarah. Rookie tight end Charlie Kohler is dealing with what could be a possible sports hernia. Harbaugh said he's still being evaluated, but there is the expectation that Baltimore's fourth-round pick out of Iowa State will miss some time. Still to come, Julio Jones and Marquise Hollywood-Brown make headlines. So seven-time Pro Bowl receiver Julio Jones signed a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, scratching off another name from the list of potential vets that could be signed to the Ravens' receiving core. Sarah, was it ever a real possibility that Julio would come to Baltimore? Yeah, that's the thing, Bobby. Jones was never linked to the Ravens. There were no media reports saying Baltimore made as much as a phone call to Jones's agent. No tangible evidence of interest at all. In fact, the opposite is true. The Ravens have acted like a team that is completely happy going into the season with their young and unproven group of receivers because they really haven't been linked to any veteran receiver since trading away Marquise Brown on draft night. Jones was more of a wish from a segment of the Ravens fan base. You think he could have helped the Ravens, though? Yes, he's a proven veteran that could bring leadership and guidance to the younger players. He is a big-body target that... Lamar Jackson could benefit from, and Jones's resume speaks for itself. But he's also 33 years old and showing signs of slowing down. He's not the dominant player he once was. And if the Ravens signed him, it could just be a repeat of the Sammy Watkins signing last year, where he was often injured. Jones appeared in just 10 games last season due to injuries and had career lows with 31 receptions for 434 yards and just one touchdown. And it was the second straight season in which Jones was limited by injuries. He appeared in just nine games for the Falcons in 2020. So Jones isn't an option anymore. Is there still a chance the Ravens could sign somebody else remaining on the market? Yeah, I'd say so. There are still some well-known names out there, including Odell Beckham Jr., Will Fuller, there's Cole Beasley, and also T.Y. Hilton. But here's the thing. There's a chance the Ravens may first want to take a look at their younger receivers in training camp just to see how far they've progressed. There is plenty of potential for each receiver. But at the same time, there's also plenty of questions surrounding each one, too. In fact, Childs Walker over at the Baltimore Sun, he summarized some of these questions. So number one, can Rashad Bateman build on flashes we saw last year and his impressive traits to become a legitimate number one wide receiver? Or can Devin Duvernay translate his success as a kick returner into becoming a number two? Can James Prochet be the sure-handed threat on Sundays that we've seen over the last two years at practice? And finally, what can Tylen Wallace contribute? So, so far, based on the way the Ravens have been acting, it seems they are betting the answer is yes to at least one or two of these questions. But if they have cause to doubt during training camp, don't be surprised if they go out and sign another veteran. We could talk about this topic for hours, but one last question on the wide receiver front, Sarah. 
You mentioned the trade of Marquise Brown earlier. What's the latest news on Hollywood from Arizona? Right. So Brown won't be able to participate in the start of the Cardinals training camp. He's been placed on the active non-football injury list with a hamstring issue. And we all remember Brown missed a lot of Ravens training camp practices during his three seasons in Baltimore. So that trend continues in Arizona. So it's not the best start, but he can be activated from the list at any time. And also one last note, Sammy Watkins, who was also often injured in Baltimore last year, he also is starting on the Packers non-football injury list. So he will not begin their training camp. Okay, Bobby, when Lamar Jackson reported to training camp last week, he squashed the whole holdout narrative that was following him around, seeing as he has yet to sign a long-term contract extension with the Ravens. But with no holdout in play, some had speculated whether a hold-in could be on the table. Any such luck for those folks? Sarah, when it's Lamar Jackson, everything's on the table. But no. Jackson not only showed up to camp last week, but he's also spent the last three days practicing with his rookies. Despite the lack of a long-term extension, to your point, the expectation is that number eight will be present and involved in today's first full-team practice. Now, what about the aftermath of that anonymous defensive coordinator's comments? Did any of Jackson's teammates comment on it? Tight end Mark Andrews made it pretty clear how he felt. We'll see whoever that was, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. And veteran defensive end Calais Campbell weighed in as well. Well, that's a foolish statement. You know, if you win 12 MVPs, you know, you're the best you know, quarterback of all time. I mean, I just, you know, certain people always have their opinions and you really can't care about what other people think. You know, everything, uh, you know, Lamar does is, I mean, if he goes out there and wins Super Bowl three years in a row, you know, people are still going to be critics, you know. So it really doesn't matter. We just handle our business and do what we do. But Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback. He's a guy that, you know, um, is just getting so much better each and every year. And, uh, you know, I, I know he, uh, I know he, he's motivated by the critics. So, you know, I hope that, that that craziness that comes out benefits us as a team. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I mean, he's a phenomenal quarterback, a guy that I have a lot of respect for. I love going to, going to battle with him. So let the haters talk. You know, we let him chirp and we just win football games. That sound courtesy of Ravens Productions. And Sarah, this also garnered national attention too. Here's ESPN analyst Lewis Riddick teeing off on this anonymous defensive coordinator's recent take. This sounded like someone who has an axe to grind, who's someone who personally, again, feels as though no matter what Lamar does, he's just not going to change his opinion on him. And then you're trying to do it, as everyone on the panel has said, without ever being outed for it, meaning no one ever knows who it was who actually said it. And that is cowardly. That is, especially when you go this hard on someone and you say, I don't care what you do, you're never going to reach this certain level in my eyes. Look, I understand anonymity when it comes to reporting and, and, and sources and all that. And I've heard you guys all talk about that in the first hour. This seems over the top. No, it doesn't seem over the top. It is over the top. Well, this doesn't seem cowardly. It is cowardly. And this doesn't seem personal. It is personal. Yeah. There's no other way you can look at it. Some other news you need to know. Marlon Humphrey posted a video of himself messing around with J.K. Dobbins in the locker room Tuesday. Remember, Dobbins strongly disputed an injury report from the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, whose Twitter handle is at RapSheet. Dobbins clearly didn't want to discuss it with Marlon Humphrey as he kept his back to the camera. Here's their exchange. Hey, what's up with Ian Rappaport, bro? 
What's our rap sheet, man? Hey, man, what's our rap sheet, man? Y'all got beef, man? Come on, bro. Talk to me, bro. Come on, bro. Talk to me, bro. Defensive tackle Michael Pierce reported to Ravens training camp Tuesday with the rest of the team. It was a welcome sight after Pierce missed mandatory minicamp due to some undisclosed personal issues. And finally, Calais Campbell said that the Ravens are currently in talks about how they can honor Jalen Ferguson, who tragically died last month. Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged in to all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and share it with a friend. That is all the time we've got, but we'll be back Thursday morning with Ravens news you need to know. Please come back and start your day with us. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.